Welcome to Race is Race, the podcast where we talk about the British East Asian experience and all things Asian and not. I'm Jam. I'm Kieran. I'm Connor. And I think I'm a pretty good driver, considering the fact that I don't have a license. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I swear you don't have a ne- like, license. But, okay, look, all the less driving lessons that I've been on, I felt very comfortable behind the wheel. So I think that defeats the stereotype. Being comfortable behind the wheel doesn't mean that you're a good driver. You don't well, have a license. Have a, Is it because you failed the test? I have a feeling... No, shut up. <laughs> no, I didn't fail the test. I just didn't do the test because it cost like 60 quid or whatever. And I'm... There's a lot of stuff going on right then, okay? I feel like you can't say you're a good driver until you've got a license and you drive regularly. Okay, fair enough. But I just have a feeling, you know? You, just, you know you just have a feeling that you're good yeah. at something? You've got, okay. like, good hand-eye coordination, so it's not bad. I don't know how much hand-eye coordination has got to do with driving. Spatial awareness, at least, in a vehicle. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <gasps> I didn't know that was a stereotype with Asians, though. I think it's a States thing, but, like, Asians are bad drivers is a very big stereotype in the States. Yeah. Oh, Here's not much that? of a thing, like in Britain. Why is that a stereotype? Um, like, what started that? Um, I don't know. The masculinity. I think Asians are hella good yeah, at driving. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. When you're in Asia and you see, like, how... Say in Philippines, the traffic is awful and no one has any sense of, like, order. I think everyone there is a really good driver to just avoid crashing into each other. I don't know. Other. I mean, taxi drivers in Hong Kong, they don't know how to use a brake. They just put their foot off the accelerator so you're just like <laughs> and you're just like this in the back of the car i think there's only one person that i know that fits that stereotype that i know and that would be I my mom <laughs> like she's she's been driving for about 20 plus years and then suddenly she forgot how to drive and i got really worried because i was thinking has she got like some kind of like mental problem or something like got dementia like all of a sudden like she's been driving me to school and then suddenly she can't even drive me down the street so I don't know. Yeah. My mum doesn't drive. I mean, like... My dad's a good Stereotypes driver. is like... The bad drivers are Asians, old people, and women, right? So, when you see an old Asian lady on the road, then people, I guess, shit themselves. And you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today, we have a rice served with what women want to know about men. Dun, dun, dun. If you guys didn't guess, what you wanna know? Akina is not here. Uh, instead, there's Kieran. Ooh, sad, I miss you. Just, she didn't just turn into a man randomly. <laughs> wow. At least there's a man with a calm voice. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think last time we recorded, Akina was like, oh, yeah, Kieran has a really calm voice for a podcast. You do have a very nice voice on, po- okay, on the podcast. Okay, don't fan the flames. Hearing, um, Jesus Christ. I'm complimentary, Connor. <sighs> exactly. People can be like that. No, yeah, disgusting. Connor. <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, Kieran in as guest host again. Uh, welcome back. How have you been? Yeah, no, I've been pretty good. I've been using quarantine to the best of my abilities and, you know, did a few like TikTok a few posts TikTok posts. Then... Yes, I've been seeing those. You've been going mad on TikTok, dude. <laughs> okay, I have, but it's gotten me like an advert, so has why it? not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. I'm literally going to film it next Tuesday, and I spoke with the director yesterday. So <gasps> Are you allowed to disclose any info, or is it? Like, I mean, this will come out secret? after you filmed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's something really simple, but like it's a bit of fun, mm. just to show like all oh, the people on TikTok and. 
yeah fun fact though do you know tiktok in china is not called tiktok what's it called it's it's this it's called the sound for and like a text vibration on your phone you know when your phone goes like yeah that's that's what tiktok's called in china it's called no no, it's whatever they have a word for that sound (laughs) oh right That would be funny if it's called vuh, vuh. Yeah. Everyone's just saying that. Hey, you going on vuh, vuh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, Jim. Lead, lead us in. Yeah. So today we thought we'd record um, a nice little light-hearted-ish kind of um, episode on um, what girls want to know about guys. Um, we take advantage of this opportunity where I have both Kieran and Connor here. Um, to ask them and what i did last night was i was searching up on the good old internet um questions because when i was thinking of questions i want to know about boys i actually didn't know what i wanted to know um jim doesn't and give I a thought, shit huh jim doesn't give a shit anymore one, yeah, one like, breakup is like fuck guys men are trash um yeah i i, I just had no idea and i feel like researching the internet to see what other girls wanted to know i was like oh this will be fine um and some obviously online a lot of the questions were relationship and love and sex um they're all about that (laughs) (laughs) i I forgot the word for it we can go down there if you want to but um, yeah people online are horny motherfuckers (laughs) it could have been because i was looking uh on like cosmopolitan and stuff oh okay um (laughs) What, what? <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Nothing, nothing. Um, so I thought I'd start off with a really easy bait one. And um, what do you guys think about girls making the first move? I mean, personally, I love it. Yeah, so <laughs> I would, I would, I would be so happy if they did because, bro, that's effort. It's effort. So you only like it because it's for you. You feel like it's too much effort, or is it something? That, I don't know that you guys find tracks like oh this girl like taking the first move is a little sexy oh yeah th- I, maybe like subconsciously that too but also just because like girl if girls are waiting for the guy to take the first move because like if they're shy then fine but if it's because because the guy's supposed to take the first move it's like ugh, i'm turned off now goodbye mm. so annoying yeah and i personally just find it like I, I guess a bigger respect in the sense that they don't really care mm. um about what necessarily the outcome of it is it's just that they're maybe very curious and so you know i see as oh okay cool i'm gonna give you a chance especially if i find them attractive Mm. ah interesting because i think this is a thing for us girls we've been conditioned to always just wait for the guy and it's like more respectable as a woman like you can't you can't be frivolous and going to guys and saying that you fancy them like you have to wait and be ladylike um, at least that was the mindset I, I grew up with and I also like because my background's like very much like I was just surrounded by girls all the time I was never really surrounded by guys and never knew how to talk to guys until uni um, the thought of me making the first move nev- was just never a thing I was like no way am I ever doing that like I don't want to put myself in a situation where I could get like rejected um, and it's only now 
where I'm like, ah, it's fine, it's chill. Um, and for me, what's helped is like Bumble, for example, because like you have to make the first move. And I remember when I first downloaded it, I was hella terrified. I was like, oh my God, I have to message first. And I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, but now it's like two months on since I downloaded it and I love it. I find it so empowering and I feel like way more in control. Um yeah so i would recommend like any girls listening like if you still haven't ever made like a first move on a guy and like you like him go ahead because one of my friends actually said to me like there was someone that i i was like oh i want to like talk to them like have another facetime with them um because yeah virtual dating guys lockdown's great um and my friend was like to me like literally what have you got to lose like you don't have to meet this person in real life you like don't know this person it's a win-win if they say yes great you get to speak to them again if they say no great you don't need to waste time with them i I think i think you know what that's right yeah i think it is good i don't think girls should worry about it i think if they are worrying that the guy will be like a bit um why you messaging me first you seem thirsty or whatever they're like is that really a guy you want to be going out with exactly like seems like a bit of a dickhead exactly and I think if you if you see something you like, you should just go get it. You would do it for everything else. Why would you not do it in terms of like a relationship or love? Yeah. And at the same time, I think it shows how secure they are as a person because then you realize, okay, further down the line, you could probably talk about more serious stuff afterwards, you mm-hmm. know? Um, for me personally, I had to go reach out to me first. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> you know what, I would be even scared to have asked that question in the first mm. place. And again, it just goes back to the idea of like, yeah, I totally would respect them and give them more of a chance to do mm-hmm. so. I even helped one of my friends try and connect with a Magic Mike performer. <gasps> and I was like, yo, you should just like shoot your shot. Like message them first. And, you know, I think she's still a little bit shy. And so I still helped her out. But at the end of the day, like if you're a guy that gets quite a lot of female attention if you're not going out there and you know reaching for your goal as such then you know it says to the man that oh, okay that they're, they're just another opportunity but do i really need to invest as much as i should mm-hmm. when they're not investing yeah. in the first place also like um it's a really good indication of if you do further that relationship then you know that if something's wrong or there's something they want to talk about then they'll probably just say it because they've already, or like, they approached mm-hmm. you first and already said, like, I liked you, how about this? So down the line, they'd be like, uh, this isn't a problem, instead of, like, them kind of hiding it inside and waiting for you to figure it out or whatever, which is, mm-hmm. like, a lot I, more helpful. Yeah, I get that. But I also think that that level of relationship comes with a level of trust. Like, I don't think, like, because, say, for example, with my last relationship, like... I, at that point like we started when i was at uni and i wasn't at a stage where i was like making the first move or anything of course um but we had a really good level of respect and trust in one another that so i never felt scared to um bring an issue up that was difficult like we had a like great 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 communication um so I don't think that if you are a girl who is too shy to make the first move it will mean that you won't have great communication in a relationship. I think that is still something you can have. I think it just helps though. Like it makes it easier. I guess so. I, I, I... Cause there's already a confidence there. 
in mm. some capacity if you ask them out. So I think it's a lot easier for them to bring up anything. This is kind of why, like, even though, like, um, Japanese girls get a lot of flack for being very quiet and stuff, mm. if you watch Terrace House, they just go up to the guy and be like, so I like you. Do mm. you like me? Do we want to pursue this or not? Like, they kind of just figure out what they want to do is a waste of their time kind of floating about you know yeah but yeah so, so rather than kind of like again wait around for the guy being like straightforward about it yeah and they kind of not say like time. i have feelings for you do you have feelings for me let's mm. show you do this i am such a big believer that things just need to be upfront because i'm oblivious about just everything um <laughs> <laughs> like flirting relationship wise like i need someone to just say it straight to me um and because i think like that like that's what i want i feel like i should also be upfront. um but i think it's still i'm i mean i'm sort of a place where i'm it still makes me nervous to some extent because i i like i have a fear of rejection it, and it's not even just in terms of like with boys but within life like i just i want everyone to be my friend like i want everyone to like me um <laughs> which is something i need to fix because like you can't place yourself worth on other people's opinions on yourself yeah girls should have the opportunity to move first and, and that there shouldn't be anything wrong with yeah. it i think it's just again a show of your character yeah. so, and i guess like everybody's different so you know some people might some boys might take it like wrong but then you're thinking why would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a problem. They there. aren't worth your time. Napoleon complex. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question, which ish kind of leads on from that. Do you guys feel pressure to be the strong one or like the provider? Hell no! If this if this girl wants to protect me and give me money, then go for it. <laughs> no, but say like on on like a face value front, um, like within society, and then after answering that part of the question then within a relationship i think societal wise a lot of guys kind of if they don't know it i think subconsciously they want to quote-unquote protect their woman or provide Mm. for them some way yeah i i think for men what i saw in in a study is that career is actually one of the most important things in their life and one of their most important drives and then it could be relationships um so you know for a man, they, they would need to find their, their purpose and they need to find their way of, you know, getting around life. And then the relationship part can come next. So, like, you career is, like, their priority. Yeah. So, in a way, like, the providing is, like, maybe just to satisfy themselves first. Oh, And I then, you know, they want to look after the women. Yeah. Obviously, they want to look after their families yeah. and stuff. But you want to make sure that you can, in a way provide yeah, yeah you know for yourself at least yeah, yeah you know yeah. even if you're in a relationship where you know the woman is earning more you want to know that you have your own little pocket where this is how i want to go about my life where i have a sense of purpose mm-hmm. you know mm. and then if your woman is is with you on that then you kind of have a good compatibility together no matter who earns more would you guys feel like demasculated if um, say like your wife or your girlfriend earned more money than you did. This is currently what's happening, and I'm fine with it. Karen. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd be fine with it as well. Like I like it when I see a woman with drive. Oh, I I, I honestly thought you were about to say I like it when I see a woman with money. 
<laughs> Kieran's only on yeah, TikTok just, to find his sugar mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i agree with that I, i'm actually quite surprised that you guys feel like um you don't feel that pressure because i think i know a lot of people who do i think a lot of men um, with mm, not issues but masculinity like questions for themselves issues masculinity issues they kind of feel like um if you're not the breadwinner or the biggest earner in the household then you're you're seen as a second class like um mm. second class role and obviously historically second class roles are always like for the women who stay at home with house making whatever so i think it's kind of linked to that but i also think it's a huge masculinity problem to oh yeah think for like sure. that because i mean it's day and age when women are coming up now and this might be the problem why they can only come up so far because men are scared that they're going to feel demasculated by them if more women are earning more. But, you know, it's fine. What's what's the deal? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think, um, say, like, even within Asian culture, I know, like, when I was, like, in a relationship, my dad would always say that, you know, you need to, I want you to be with a man that I know if, like, I die, they can provide for you. And I'm like, I can provide for me. Yeah. Like, I, I'm... I think that's something that I've always been good at knowing that like I'm I'm very much a relationship person. I love being in a relationship and feeling like secure and everything, but that's more because like I love love rather than me going into anything thinking like I need someone to provide for me because I can trust myself that like I I've been able to do it for like 20 years. I can do it. Mm. Like I can I can be unmarried and I can have it like I know I can get a good job and I can like have my own achievements. And I'd love to be the breadwinner. I would love to be that woman. I'd be like, yeah, I look after my family. Because <laughs> um, whenever I see that, um, like with titas and I and I see that they're the ones. Because I think it's it's just more my mindset within the Asian community. I think usually I see more guys providing for the women. So whenever I do see any titas being the ones who are like the breadwinner, I'm like, yes, girl. Aren't a lot of teachers to breadwinner because they're usually the ones who are nurses or something and they bring their family over. Yeah, to be fair, I think... Who was it I was being... Someone mentioned that to me as well, saying that um, within Filipino culture, it seems that women have quite a good kind of like placement in society in terms of like they're not always expected to stay at home. Um, But I grew up in a very... Like, is it nuclear family? Is that what you call it? Like, my dad is the breadwinner. Mm. Uh, My dad was the one who moved here first and stuff. So, Kieran? No, no, I, I think I kind of mentioned it like <laughs> earlier. I was like, yeah, like no matter who is the main breadwinner, as long as you two are pushing forward in terms of your dreams and stuff, yeah, go for it. Um, What's your dream, Connor? <laughs> yeah, Connor, what is your dream? My dream is to have money. That's such an Asian <laughs> dream. That's it. Money. <laughs> I just want money right now. That's all I need. What, just money through what? Selling toys? Yeah, money like through, how do you want to get that money? Um, only fans. Really? What did you say? Is that what quarantine's done to you? Like OnlyFans. He said OnlyFans. He'll be willing to make money through OnlyFans. I mean, you know what? Do what you need like, to cut do. Locks of hair and send it through packages. <laughs> um right, so next question. Um do you so I know say with us girls, whenever I feel really sad or just emotional i will ring my friends and i will like cry to them or i'll just go through 
like a situation that may have just happened that made me upset like within like every single detail like tell my friend about it and then they'll give me advice and blah 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 um do you guys do that with one another <laughs> i, I have definitely given advice to someone <laughs> oh yeah you yeah you have oh wow yeah you definitely have what I is this advice <laughs> now i'm curious <laughs> literally about what you're talking about what like when you're like super emotional about oh. a freaking girl that just ghost you didn't want you back oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try and overthink it and then he's like don't overthink it and then his rational mind comes through and then it just hurts you in, inside <laughs> and you're like okay he's right but you could have said it in a <laughs> nicer <laughs> way yeah. connor's very blunt i have no idea what you're talking about very very <laughs> blunt so like you're there like coming up with connor like getting upset and you come out of the conversation feeling more upset than you came into it with <laughs> yeah i got mad afterwards i, I went home and i was like why why did you have to say like that I get it. It's true, but come on, man, have some empathy with me. Sugarcoat that it, was please. me being empathetic. <laughs> That's why I should talk to girls instead of guys, then. <laughs> yeah. So write that. So, do you feel like if you were feeling upset about something, would you be more likely to go to like a friend who's a girl, or are you like okay with speaking to your guy friends about it? Because again, this kind of ties in with the whole masculinity thing. I think. I know, like one of my guy best friends literally said to me last week saying that i'm the only person he can talk to about emotions and it made me really sad because i feel like i have such a wide network of people who i can talk to because i can talk to my guy friends about emotions and i know it'll be fine so it made me think that and this is pretty obvious in society anyway the girls' emotions are more accepted um you can be more emotional openly emotional without judgment but if guys are you were like viewed as weaker i personally am fine because yeah. i have mm. all my pretty much all my friends guy or girl like they're pretty emotionally intelligent enough for me to just go to them and be like hey i feel shit <laughs> but mm. um i think societal wise i i could definitely see that guys men have a harder time coming out to other men about things just because I'm not sure if it's because they'll get shot down, but because of the like scared, predetermined thought that they will get shot down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Kieran? I've personally got like two very close friends who are women and they're older than me and I see them as like big sisters. So whenever something uh, troubling happens, then I, I definitely reach out to them. Mm. Um I do have this one guy friend that I also reach out to, but then sometimes like, we don't really speak for a while. And in general, I do find that women have a slightly more nurturing energy than guys. I think, not that I get feel like I'm judged by men, but I just don't feel like I can go maybe as deep. That's for mm -hmm. me personally um, about certain things. Uh, but at the same time, they would be able to give their own perspective of things, especially if it's about, you know, about a girl or something, then they would give their kind of like more like laddish approach mm -hmm. and be like, oh, yo, bro, like, come on, man, you're good, you're you're fine. And then from the women's perspective, it's like, I don't know, it's just a bit more caring. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, I do feel like, say, with some of my friendships with guys, um, whenever they come to me about 
girl issues. I literally had a conversation with a friend last week where he was going on about his situation with this girl. And I was like, dude, you are just being a, a fucking idiot. Like, you need to think of it on her point of view. And he was like, no, 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 no. But like, you know, she was being a bit crazy. And I was like, don't you dare say that to me. Um, and I think I, I really like having good close relationships with guys like friendships um because i think you can give each other perspectives that you wouldn't normally see so whenever i'm having guy problems like as much as i love love i and predominantly speak to my girlfriends about it i do love going to guy friends and asking them like what their perspective is on it because i think i know my brain just works very differently um, and I overthink into everything sometimes like a lot of my guy friends will literally just say to me like you are massively overthinking it and like take it as he says it because for the most part when we guys say something we mean it as it is yeah. um, and I think I, I don't want to generalize this but I think it's more often that girls when they say things they don't necessarily always fully mean it and they have like an alternative mean meaning but I think for at least with the guy guys I know, when they say stuff, they generally do mean what they've just said. I think it's um, good to have both like types of mm-hmm. people in your life to go to for different things. Even all go yeah. to both of them for the same like for the same problem because, like you said, as much as like someone could be masculine or feminine, the experiences are not going to be. Uh, like replicable with the other one mm-hmm. so as much as they can be empathetic to how guys think a girl is not going to know what a guy have a guy's perspective on it and vice versa yeah you just need you just need people in your life who are emotionally intelligent and mm-hmm. you can trust and can be honest with you yeah, yeah you can trust to be able to say you know like what you want to be said not what you want to be said but um what you want to get from you know um mm-hmm. but i think yeah, I think guys just need to generally be more trusting of their friends and just come out and say it. Because I feel like it will surprise you, but more guys will be um, soft, I guess. What's the word? More accepting of how you feel emotionally. Mm. I think everyone's just too scared to try because they don't want to be labeled like a pussy or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think, have many guy I friends. I don't know how guys work. <laughs> No, I think that's the thing that I see the most with with some of my guy friends who are typically like laddie, um, um, and it actually it, like it genuinely just breaks my heart whenever I hear things that they say, oh, I don't want to like talk about it with my lads because then they'll think I'm being a pussy. And I firstly, I just hate that word, um, but then secondly, it just makes me sad that you can't be emotionally open with friends, and I think. Your friends are people who you should be able to trust and yeah. be vulnerable with. Um, and I think that's a problem that society still needs to tackle. Um, Kieran, do you have a view on this? I thought we was going to let her ramble on. No, I was like, we I don't was let Jim ramble on. Because if we let Jim ramble, <laughs> then the podcast will just all be heard. You can't silence a woman's voice, Connor. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus, you can't bring like you can't use somewhere really good and then you're no, just like, you can't use that every time, like, oh, every time okay. I say we can't let you talk forever. <laughs> okay. Well, hmm. okay, just to ramble on from what Jem said, then yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, no, we should be able to talk to um, our guy friends about these sensitive things, like, 
I guess it only really happens maybe when, you know, your group of lads that's, you know, around a campfire and then you're all sharing stories and, you know, you're <laughs> able to kind of like go deep in that aspect. But do you guys have like deep conversations with your guy mates a lot? Oh, or for sure. Is it? You do? Yeah. I, have, I don't think we I have, have loads enough. Of deep conversations with multiple people. Define like deep conversation. Well, I don't know. Ones where a joke is not. Well, no, because. That's a light conversation. No, ones. I was about to say ones with no jokes, but then again, I make a joke whenever I can, so it doesn't really count for me. Um, I def. I don't know. You just know what a deep conversation is to not a deep conversation. You just. It's just. A DMC. A what? <laughs> a DMC. What's that? Oh, have you never heard of it? Deep meaningful chat. No, I've never heard of that. Oh, that's good. Oh, I thought you were like calling like Run DMC. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I definitely have deep conversations. Lord knows, I have many with Kieran. Kieran, you said that you you don't think you have it as often as you'd like with with guys, guys yeah. I guess. Um, definitely with women, like they're my personal go to mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like deep stuff. Um. From my experience, I've been able to have like deep conversations when I'm when I'm like abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a different country with with a guy, and you know, we're we're just kind of reflecting on maybe an event that we went to. Because mm-hmm. usually, I, I go like to dance events around the world, and I do remember us walking around Dusseldorf, kind of tipsy, but we was actually having a genuinely deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually actually about girls, mm-hmm. like you know, girl <laughs> issues, uh, that seems to be the common topic. But, you know, when it comes to maybe career, sometimes mm. they don't really know what they want to do. And then we kind of have to help each other out mm. and really figure things and just maybe break down like, oh, you know, maybe you could be working on this aspect of your life mm. um, that would then help your your career and stuff. So, you know, for me, it's mainly girls or career as the topics, but it could then also be like I don't know your sexuality, or it could be um, stuff that you've you've noticed um, that surprised you. Well, I've got another question. Let's ask you guys uh, just in general, just about like body confidence. Something that I read earlier was um, guys also like to be complimented. That's why I complimented Kieran at the beginning. Um, but I'm gen- generally a complimentary <sighs> person anyway. But I think, um, yeah, I read a lot that you guys, which I, which I completely understand, um, feel that girls don't like compliment you enough, or like I guess guys as well. I concur, um, and you don't have that validation. This is what I would want from guy friends. The same girlfriends have. I want a guy. Yeah, friend. you've told me this before. Yeah, because I love dressing up, as Gem knows. And Kieran knows actually, because we actually no, Kieran is the only other guy friend who I know who probably likes clothes more than me. So he will say when I post a picture or whatever, he's like, "Oh, he's like, bro, that's a nice like suit, or nice shirt, or hat, or, or like that's a nice style." So that counts. But generally, yeah, you don't really get like, you know, you don't really get confidence boosters like girls do for guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just go to the mirror and just like talk myself up and be my own girlfriend yeah i I think it's down to 
maybe the ego of a person. Like, I personally don't get that many compliments when I'm around, for example, my street dancer friends mm. or that kind of group of people. But when I'm around my musical theatre guys, <laughs> honestly, the guys comment each other nonstop. M- MT like, guys. If you've been to the gym, yeah, like if you've been to the gym, you know, and they notice, they're like, Dad, Kieran, you've got some like nice biceps there. <laughs> um, or, okay, yeah, like your chest is coming out, you know. But they're very open. They're very. Your chest is coming people. out. And is they... that the guy version of a girl being like nice tits? <laughs> or like your boobs are great in that top. Is that the guy? Is that the guy version of that? I mean, okay, possibly. <laughs> but like, I remember I was definitely hitting the gym, and you know they would notice and they would actually compliment me, um, as opposed to some of my, you know, other guy friends. And I think it def- definitely like comes down to the circle that you're around yeah. and how open they are to just dishing out compliments and you know i think at the same time girls don't necessarily dish out compliments to other girls as much because they might be a bit bitchy but you know if you're surrounded by people who kind of like push you and and are supporting then yeah i I personally have gotten compliments from both sides Mm -hmm. i feel like this is an issue with confident of sexuality to be honest because yeah i feel like if guys I feel like if guys compliment other guys, they think they're like being too feminine or too gay or whatever. So I definitely mm-hmm. think it's like a homophobic yeah, 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 that makes sense. confidence in your sexuality type thing. But, you know, I'm perfectly confident in my sexuality. That's why I just talk. I mean, in terms of like, say in general, because I know, at least for me, like speaking for myself, I, I'm like a very insecure person. Uh, and I mentioned earlier on this podcast that i like seek like the approval of others to to, like i base my validation on other people's opinions of me um so like and one of those things is like whether i oh am i pretty and i'm only pretty if like someone tells me i'm pretty Mm. um do you guys feel like that do you feel like you need these compliments to kind of like have a certain self validation um i think depends on what mood you're in Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I know I look good. There's other times I'm like, you know that thing where you dress up to go out and you don't want to go home yet because like not enough people have seen your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think those times I'm like, mm, it'd be nice to someone be like, nice outfit, Connor. Or like, you look good. So I, think I do de- that with makeup. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on like your mood and stuff. For sure. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think like, for example, I went to the gym a lot and I got really fit and then I realized like girls don't really care about that it's actually I should have cared more about me being at my fittest mm. state than it is about oh this is going to attract girls I think yeah. if you, do, you, you mean know? doing it for and yourself then, as opposed to doing it for others yeah. yeah 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 and like but thing is though I, I initially did the gym for my sake and especially because it was my outlet uh, during the time when I was doing everything musical yeah. based, I just needed something for for me to do, and then it got to a point in my mind, and it switched. And I was like, "Oh yeah, girls are gonna like this, mm-hmm. right?" And I noticed that it didn't actually get the attention that I was mm-hmm. expecting, you know. And I think right now during quarantine, my hair's growing long. <laughs> I'm not necessarily in my cleanest state. <laughs> I'm not going gym every day, and yet at the same time, I'm still as happy. Yeah. And I feel like as attractive uh, to girls. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think when it comes to like looking good, 
yeah, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But know that it's going to probably impact your own confidence, which would then attract the girl. Yeah, 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 that's what I was going to say because I think, um, I think your mindset then is like completely natural, like for you to start thinking that oh, working out is going to make me more attractive. And I think that is something that it's media that really puts it out there, like you know, oh, guys who are like super ripped are what girls are going to want. Um, but I think for me, at least me speaking. Um, again i don't speak for all girls like i've never been like fussed on like ripped bodies or whatever um for me the thing that is really attractive is when someone is confident and i think if you are like working out and doing it for yourself and um just in general like just doing something because it makes you feel good and you get a level of confidence from that that is what ultimately will make you more attractive um but i do think it is normal to think that way because i know i a lot of girls like me included is that I, I like look at myself and i'm like i don't have a flat stomach like miley cyrus and i think it's the that same makes me i think less it's the sexy. same type of thing but like i used to not want to get changed around other people like mm-hmm. because i was too skinny and it would be like mm-hmm. weird so i think it's the same but the other direction i guess for yeah. guys like guys think they're too small too skinny whereas girls think they're like too big or whatever yeah you know yeah because i think there's always the media pushes out like this ideal body type for both yeah, sexes exactly. that if, if we don't fit into that especially if you're asian who like there's a very emasculation of asians mm-hmm. well growing up anyway like now it's getting better but before um you definitely never saw anyone like simu Liu posting all his fucking topless pics online or kieran lay mm-hmm. being called a sexy dancer on youtube <laughs> Kieran, because you're like yeah. you've got like a really big following, do you feel more self-conscious when you're putting out content? I used to be, especially on Instagram, mm-hmm. because everything's supposed to be like kind of perfect yeah. and and whatever. But it definitely, I lost the drive to just make content though on Instagram mm-hmm. because it was, I was just so focused on making myself look good, yeah, like look good rather than feel good. And that's why I personally moved on to like other platforms to create and I've built bigger followings there. And that's from me just being myself as opposed to me having this trim body or being this kind of sexy Asian. Mm-hmm. It's just I've been able to be more myself. Yeah. Um, so, again, it just depends on the platform that I'm using that it would affect my um, drive to create in the first place as opposed to just my confidence. Mm yeah that makes sense yeah i think instagram there is i think more than any other app um it definitely has the most um pressure to look perfect i think instagram has definitely increased the pressure on people just because of you know it's a photo it's a photographic application so Mm -hmm. you're just going to be seeing people all day every day you know the purpose of it is to make you feel bad but at the same time i do enjoy i think using instagram as a way to show your progress in terms of like maybe your creative process or even just your body i think that's okay but the way it's been skewed is like oh if you're not doing these kind of transformations these bodily transformations um then it's then it's not a good thing so it kind of goes boils down to the idea of like yeah you should really just do it for yourself to make yourself see different sides of yourself you know um 
because I, I personally got super fit at one point and I was thinking, wow, I've never seen my body like that. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can achieve that again if I really wanted to, mm. you know. Um, and yeah, maybe it, it fuels the fire of body image on Instagram. But if you, I think, use it as a personal log, then yeah, I think it's okay. That was the episode, guys. That is the episode. I think we should do um, an episode, on it, like in res not response to this, but like the other way around. Yeah, of course. Of guys, questions for girls. So, Gem, <laughs> where can they find us? You guys can find us on Instagram at rice's rice pod, on Twitter at rice's rice underscore pod, on YouTube rice's rice um and we have an episode coming out every Wednesday on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and any other podcasting yeah. site that you want to listen to yeah um yeah thank you for listening guys thank i hope you. you enjoyed it um if you guys end up having any other questions or topics you'd like us to talk about reach out and we'd love it yeah I guess we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, don't forget rice in your life. Get some. <laughs> That's the wrong order. Get some rice. In your life. <laughs>